Hello and good morning, Natasha. How are you doing today? Doing good. How about yourself? Absolutely fantastic. I got to thank you for this book in so many different ways and reasons. And first of all, I wish I would have had this book when I was a kid. But the thing is, is that I've always grown to love rocks, period. So the grief rock to me proves everything that I believe in that rocks tell stories. So inside the grief rock, which you're presenting, you're giving us a story, a better way to understand the weight of the world inside of our own hearts. Yes, I think it's a it's a good analogy for for how it feels when you're going through grief. What led you to this? Because I mean, you don't use the D word in this book at all. You you talk about the grief. You talk you talk about all the different changes that we all go through, especially our little ones. And sometimes, I mean, when when my when when my father and my two grandmothers passed away all within one month, I didn't have a book like this that I could go to and understand what was going on. Yeah, I think that grief in and of itself is a hard thing to adapt to. So, you know, a lot of books talk about dying and death, but yep. it's really the grief sometimes that is hard to navigate. And I came up with the grief rock. It actually, I wasn't planning on writing a book. It was just from my own experience. When my husband suddenly passed away, um, it felt like a boulder just cracked our foundation in our house. Mm-hmm. And I needed some way to talk to my, to my kids about it, to make sense of what we were experiencing and why everything felt upside down. You know, you, you, you're talking about the different changes that you're going through. I can't imagine uh, one of the things that you, you went through was the way that people around you start treating you differently. And it's, it's like, stop, I'm still the same person. I understand that I've got this weight on me now, but we've got to stop. Yeah, it's, it, it's really interesting how people interact with you. Some people come out of the woodwork and you're like, who are you? Where yeah. have you been? And then other people who maybe were close to you will treat you like you have the plague. And so um, my kids lost some friends when they were going through grief because maybe they weren't fun anymore or it was uncomfortable to be around them. Some neighbors, you know, would kind of go inside when they would see me. You know? And so uh, I'm laughing now. It's been almost three years, but it's very overwhelming when you're going through it, you know, to understand that people are going to treat you differently as well. And and treating yourself differently as well, because, I mean, when it comes to grief, I mean, it can get in there and it can infect and affect your health as well as your welfare. Yeah, there is so many physical aspects of grief, and that's kind of what I talk about in the Grief Walk, the book, because um, that was actually one of the most, that was one of the harder parts for me to navigate was the physical aspect, like my chest physically hurt. Um, I could not eat. Everything tasted mm-hmm. like cardboard. I could not sleep. Um, my, my sleep cycles were all messed up. And that, that's not an adult problem. My kids were struggling with that too. And so understanding the physical aspects of grief and how it impacts your body is really helpful to normalize that and say, you're not going crazy. This is a common experience and this is what it feels like. You know, one of the things that you covered that a lot, because a lot of people would just say, or my father would say, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, come on, stand up, put your big boy pants on. But I, I love the way that you go, mm-hmm. hey, look, basically, you need to embrace the fact that this rock is going to be with you. Everything that you do from your eating to your sleeping to just having fun, you're, you're going to carry that with you. And as much as we want to shake it off, you know, it, it just allow it to be a part of your presence. Yeah, there is there is this societal pressure of, this bad thing happened, let's move past it so that you can be better again. And really it's about embracing the grief because it will find you no matter what. And it does partner with you. It's there on the playground or it's there with you at work. It's there when you're eating, it's there when you're sleeping. And so it is learning how to have a relationship with this 
grief with this rock. Sometimes it's a pebble, sometimes it's a boulder. Um, and it's so big because your love was so big. And so understanding that this relationship with grief is partly because you love so deeply that you are feeling this so deeply. Um, and learning how to navigate that is so helpful. Yeah, and learning how to hug the rock to create the glow. Uh, I can relate with that because I have the ashes of my brother and my mother inside this studio, and it's, I don't mourn their loss. I feel their presence. And I love the way that you you put this, the illustrations and everything, in a way that it allows me to accept the grief and that we can grow from this. Yeah, and I love how you put that because it's so true. Their, their, their love is always with us, and... Um, and through grief, we really, we start to realize that, that the love is still there and that grief and that, that rock is there because our love is there. And, and so it's not this thing that we need to get rid of. We want to be able to function for sure, but that our love is, um, it's going to be part of our journey as well as this grief. What I don't want is parents to get this book when, when their child is grieving. What I want them to do is get it now so they can prepare the, the child's heart. And the reason why I bring that up is because I read a book from the Dalai Lama that was called The Art of Dying. I am so prepared for that moment because I took the time as, a, as an adult to read about that moment, to study it, to accept it. I, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, when, when is the best time to give this to a child? Yeah. Um, and I love that book. That's a great book. Um, I agree with you. I feel like if, if my kids, you can never prepare for grief, but if my kids knew that this is the experience of grief and if it was part of our education that, yeah. you know, along with all the other books, we have books on, you know, the grieving process because it's going to hit every single one of us. It prepares people. And I also think it prepares people to be more empathetic mm-hmm. that, oh, you have a schoolmate that is going through grief. This is what they're experiencing. Or you have a colleague or a friend. This is what they're experiencing. We need to normalize grief and really talk about not not just the abstract, but the physiological aspect of grief as well. So that people understand that this is just part of um, the human condition. We're all going to experience this. What are some issues that we keep missing when it comes to a child going through grief? Because, I mean, we're not perfect. I mean, we, we're, we're just as human as anything else, but we're still missing out on some very important issues. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, as adults, we have this relationship with grief and we start to adapt to it. Kids will resurface their grief through different developmental stages. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, it's been almost three years since my husband died. But for my kids, as they get older, one, they start to remember their dad in different ways, and so it impacts them. Um, they, you know, when they graduate from high school, it'll impact them. When they're getting married and there's no one to walk them down the aisle, it will impact them. And so being cognizant of the fact that it doesn't disappear, that it will pop back up at different times developmentally is important. And I think also recognizing that there are triggers at school. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the daughter and daddy dances, donuts with dads, um, you know, all sorts of different parent-oriented activities that can be insensitive. And so recognizing that there'll be triggers ongoing it's important too. Boy, you bring up a very interesting point about the daddy-daughter dances because we're mobile DJs and we're in those elementary schools with those dances and we do not say daddy-daughter dances. It is a night of celebration is what we do because we want to embrace like all that. hearts that, that are there. I love that. Yeah, I think we need to do that more universally for sure. Absolutely. Where can people go to find out more? Because this this book here is just a seed. You're you're about ready to plant a lot more things out here in the world that are going to be connected to this. I mean, this this is just the beginning for you. 
Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you can find the book, The Grief Rock, um, where books are sold. I have a link to Amazon. You can go to natashadaniels.com slash grief. Please come back to this show anytime in the future, Natasha. The door is always going to be open for you. I appreciate that. Thanks so much.